friends, this is Femmore the Podcast, where we talk about comedy and happiness and how they can intersect a lot more than they tend to in everyday life. Now, I'm Brianna Hansen, and I'm so glad that you are listening. Thank you. Thank you, friends. Thank you for listening. Okay, today we're going to talk about two things. Uh, well, one thing, but I need to get one thing off my chest first. So there's two major things. The first thing is, I apologize if it sounds like there's a club in the background of this recording. There may or may not actually sound like it. It may or may not pick up on it. But if you're like, is that like a sound? Coming from it's because uh, I have thin walls and it's 9 a.m. on a Sunday, and apparently my neighbors decided this is club time. This is time to bring the club to the apartment complex. So I have been uh, holding off, hoping that it was like maybe they were doing a workout video or something, uh, but it hasn't stopped. So you know what? We're just gonna do. I'm just gonna do me. I'm going to do me and not worry about them and uh, just explain that that's why it sounds the way that it does. And, and, and that brings us to comparison, which is today's thing that we're going to talk about that I'm going to talk about with you. Um, it's not really, I'm not really comparing myself. I'm not comparing the noises that my apartment makes. Because truth be told, if the walls are that thin that I can hear uh, all their conversations and uh, their club music uh, happening, they can hear all the femoir, the podcast, which means, guys, someone's listening. That's what that means. Perpetual optimist. <laughs> that's what That's what I believe. Um, okay, so what, uh, okay, 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 okay. So let's get, okay, let's, okay, so, okay, let's get into it. So comparison is a very tough thing. And I think the reason I want to, I want to touch on this early on in our FemPod 2015 journey is because it is something that is natural. Everyone uh, does it pretty quickly and easily. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I mean, we're fortunate to live in the time that we are, but unfortunately, in the time that we live right now, it is so easy, and in fact, easier than ever, and to get access to information about people who are doing and pursuing whatever it is that you're also pursuing, meaning it is also just as easy to get access to information to compare yourself to them. And and we have this access and we don't even think about what we're doing when we're comparing. We just we just naturally do it because it is a natural tendency and in some ways it can be a good thing, but for the most part I find that it's kind of destructive and and we just kind of allow it without ever thinking about it. So in these next few minutes that I have with you listening to Zip Podcast, I I want to talk about I want to talk about thinking about I want to talk about thinking about comparison. I I want to get to the root of some of the reasons I think we do it and why you really need to be aware of when you're doing it and how it can be destructive. So first, why? Why do we compare? I mean, in in some ways, it's an evolutionary, right? Uh, I'm no scientist, but it makes sense to me that if I am, let's say, a caveman, which, by the way, as some of you know, I am uh, more Neanderthal than 98% of the population. Thank you, one, uh, two, three, and me. <laughs> That's an online thing where you can find out uh, in your genes. What uh, anyway? Okay, so so, so if I, if we were cavemen, which for me is easier than uh, 98% of the population to visualize because I am so Neanderthal. <laughs> um, but if we were, and, and we're trying to make fire, let's say, 
and we're trying some method and it's not working. And we look over and someone else has tried a different method that is working. It's a natural comparison to be like, hey, what we're doing isn't working. What they're doing is working. I want to do what they're doing because that's what that's I should just do that. Or, you know, I mean, it seems like a very natural thing to do, you know, when you compare where you are at a certain phase in life to where others are, I mean, it really, it can be a positive thing. It can be very inspiring to be like, wow, they, this person has really got their stuff together and I, you know, I want to be like them or I want to, I know that it's now possible to do these things that I thought were impossible because this person is doing it. In some ways, it's a good thing. It can be a good thing. But I think most importantly, the question that you have to ask yourself when you're finding yourself comparing yourself to others constantly is why, why am I doing this? And this comes from a real personal place for me. So, um, I, as, as some of you know, if you know me, um, but if you also don't know me, let me tell you, I am very, uh, thorough in a lot of ways. Uh, other ways I'm not typically don't remember what I had for breakfast, but, uh, do tons and tons of research into the best way to do something. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, when I, before I moved to Chicago, I did all the research on, you know, what the benefits of living in Chicago were versus uh, New York or LA or even staying where I was at the time in Cincinnati. I did tons of research and, and I, I valued the Chicago comedy scene for a number of reasons. And when I got there, it's so easy to start comparing yourself to the people on like the Second City main stage and being like, I'm as good as them or I, I or I could never be as good as them, which I never thought. But um, I, you know, not because they're not talented, but because I am have a, a luckily a very high sense of my own talent. Oh my God, I sound like such a douchebag. But you have to be blindly confident. You have to be blind, stupidly confident in your own abilities. So that's what luckily I got going for me. I'm stupidly confident. Um, but I, but what I'm saying is I would compare myself and then I know the trajectory that I want for my own life and for my own career. And so I would start looking at the people who I admired and I would start Wikipedia-ing that stuff like a madman. I would learn about their lives. I would learn about what they did. I would learn about how they got from, you know, point A to point B. And I would, and I would like almost obsess over doing the same thing. I would need to, you know, I want to do the same thing because that's what they did. And, and I did that for a long time and I got real obsessive about it. And, and as I look back, once I, once I had to, I, I got, and it made me, okay, so the problem, uh, the problem was it made me so anxious. I got so upset when my life wasn't going exactly the way that it should have been going, um, you know, in order to be successful because there were these outlined paths for success that weren't happening to me. And then I would get um, mad at myself and then I would doubt my own abilities. I would doubt my own uh, desire, my own you know, ability to create the life that I wanted. I would, I'd start doubting things and then I'd, I'd get really frustrated because they weren't working at the pace that I was working. You know, I wanted, I wanted something else when, you know, I wasn't getting it. And, and I, I did it because I, you know, was feeling insecure and partly because I have a personality that wants to be able to do something. But the problem was I was essentially comparing my chapter, the chapter one in my career book to someone else's chapter 10. It, it's an unfair comparison. And on top of it, the world that existed in which these people who I admired uh, created and, and the journeys that they went on, the world that existed at that time 
no longer exists. So by obsessing over their journey, I was completely missing out on the opportunities in my own. I was, I was, uh, overlooking so many things. I wasn't listening to my gut on what I could or should be doing for the most part. In some ways I still was, but but I wasn't. Instead, I wanted to do the thing that the other person did because that created success, 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 success. That created success for them. So, so I should do what they did. But the thing is, they did what they did because that was what the opportunity was at the time. And that was what their journey was. It's not mine. Maybe in some ways we'll overlap, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to. So I got to thinking about that. And then I started wondering, why am I comparing myself? And I was doing it because it gave me a weird sense of control. Like if I learn what other people do are doing, gosh, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I apologize if I'm a little, if I sound a little off. I did wake up with a slight little <laughs> this morning. So some of my words ain't coming out good death because it's, it's my throat. Anyway, I wondered why I was comparing in it. And it was because I, I wanted to decode success, but, but a, what does it even mean to be successful? What does it even mean to be, uh, to have made it? B, like it doesn't, there is no code for it. There are certain things, just like in goals that I talked about last week, there are certain tenants that if you apply regularly will are, are more likely to yield uh, success. You got a higher percentage chance of being successful if you regularly follow these tenants, but there is no journey for everyone. In my own world, like everyone, you know, says, oh, you go to Second City Chicago, then you're going to get on, you know, SNL. That's what you do. You go from Second City Chicago, you get on SNL, and then you become a major movie star because that's what Tina Fey did. And, you know, Amy Poehler was at uh, I.O. in Chicago, and and then now she's a major, major movie star. And then, you know, out here in L.A., it's the same idea in many ways. It's like, well, you go to Groundlings, and then you, and then you get a, become a Groundling, and then you get on SNL, and then you become a major movie star. And there's just this, like... That's not everyone's journey. Even if in my own goals and lives, I have many of the same desires for success of these people who have, quote unquote, achieved it, it doesn't mean that I'm going to get there the same path. There are so many paths. And all I can do is be present in this moment. Because if I'm if I'm trying to do all the things that those people did, I am missing out on the vast amount of changes. And, and this is somewhat self-serving in terms of um, the example, but for example, in the entertainment industry, entertainment has changed immensely, as has everything else with the advent of the internet and huge number of technologies and apps and all this stuff. I mean, people are doing vines and getting on TV as a result of it. In many ways, the major ways that we consume entertainment are still uh, the biggest. You know, television still pays most of the bills and, you know, big blockbuster movies still very much exist and make a lot of money. But it's changing so rapidly and so vastly that to just want to follow an old path is, you know, going down a dusty road and it's not fair. It's not fair to you. So, and and I mean, that's, that's like career oriented, but more importantly for your own personal self. I mean, I think it's what I found in my years of comparison and I still do it, but I, I watch it now which I'm, I'm hoping at the end of this that you think about, at least think about watching it, why you're doing it and when you're doing it. But it doesn't, it makes me feel like I'm somehow less than everyone else. I'm less than worthy for success. I'm less than worthy talent-wise. And that's so unfair to me. 
And it's so unfair to you if you do it. My goodness. It's, you are the only you that has ever been created. And you are the only one with your life experiences and your perspectives. And you're the only one who's going to express it the way that you can. So as, as long as you're in touch with your gut, which I, which I talked about before, and I'll include a link to my, um, my older podcast about the gut, but as long as you're in touch with your gut and what you want, and you're being true to that and you're being honest to yourself, gosh, there's nothing else you can ask from the world or the universe. There's nothing else that you can ask of yourself. And if you compare yourself, then you start to, for me, what I started to do is get out of touch with the gut and and my head took over. And in my head was like, we have to do these things. Even if my gut was like, but we don't, we don't wanna, that doesn't, that doesn't play to our strengths. But my head was like, yeah, but they did it. So you got to do it now. And here's the thing. I learned a lot. I mean, it's always good, I guess, to to challenge yourself and to do things that you wouldn't normally do. And sometimes I just, sometimes I just do things for the sake of teach, reminding myself that I refuse to quit. Just like, okay, so yesterday I was at the gym and I was on the leg press machine and I already did, I had already done three sets and I did three sets kind of heavy. I need to, I need to up my uh, ability of myself on the thing. But I'm telling you this as a story because I, I set the um, weight a little bit higher and I was like, I don't need to do four sets. Why am I doing four sets? I already did a bunch of leg things today. And I started to get off the leg press machine and then I had this like snap and I was like, no, Brianna, no, we do not talk ourselves out of this stuff. Now it's like a matter of principle. Sit your ass down and do this fourth set. And that's what I did. And I did it not because I think it makes a huge difference, not because all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wow, now I worked out my legs, but because I... I saw a challenge and I didn't want to face it. So, uh, and so I forced myself to face it because I've, I'm trying to force myself. So I say that because, you, you know, you should uh, be aware of the things that you do and force yourself out of your comfort zone and force yourself to, you know, expand it and to um, expand your comfort zone and, and to, you know, just uh, practice being uncomfortable. But, but I say it because when you, when you find yourself comparing, it's not a unnatural thing and it's not an inherently bad thing. I think if you're just aware of why you're doing it, then it can be a much more healthy exercise. And honestly, if if you're doing it regularly and you're consistently asking yourself, why am I doing this? I think you'll find pretty quickly uh, it gets boring. Once you know the why of why you're comparing and you know that it doesn't really serve you all that well, it gets so boring because someone else's journey is not your own. And life is long. I mean, that's one thing that I've been telling myself, telling myself, convincing myself is just because, you know, someone gets something that I thought was my own journey, if I obsess over it, then that becomes, you know, I, I get so obsessed with the past or a future that doesn't exist based on a outcome that didn't happen then I, I totally miss out on the present moments. And you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. If you really want a job opportunity, let's say, and you're, you, you think it's the best, it's the dream job, it'll take you to the next level, and you don't get it and someone else does, that's, and that's not an inherently bad thing. You could three months later uh, fall into the best job ever, a better job than the other one, a better opportunity. Who knows? Maybe the first one, the business went under or 
you know, the boss was a crazy pants or something. You, uh, you just don't know. So you can't inherently, well, you can, but, um, maybe try not to inherently decide whether or not something is good or bad. It's like the Zen story I've talked about before, uh, which I will include a link to because I'm always uh, really bad about telling it. But essentially, this a bunch of things happen to this guy, and every time something happens, everyone around him responds like, oh, aren't you so glad that this uh, good thing, this seemingly good thing happened? And the guy's like, we'll see. And then something bad happens, and everyone's like, I'm so sorry that the bad thing happened. And he's like, we'll see. And it just continues, and it continue, the cycle continues. Every time something bad happens, it leads to a, a, bad, a good, a seemingly good outcome, and then after the good outcome, then it leads to a seemingly bad outcome. And it's just like, you don't know. So you don't know. So comparison is fruitless. It's exhausting. And it's, you know, for the most part, doesn't serve a purpose except telling you maybe you're missing out in something in your own life. Like for me, when I start comparing, I'm like, okay, all right, Brianna, why are we doing this now? Not just why, because like, you know, I'm feeling insecure or something, but I'm like, why is it? Why are we obsessing over this? Why are we obsessing? For instance, one time I went on a rampage to know every single person I admire and who their management was. Why? Well, I mean, it's a smart thing to know. So, all right. Uh, not Again, not an inherently bad thing, but why? Because I want good management. So how is Wikipediaing or IMDBing like Mindy Kaling's management going to get you any closer to getting good management. Now that we know that that was the obsession, let's start doing work and and marketing ourselves to get that. So it can be a lesson. I think that's all I got. Oh, and the last thing I was going to say, part of the reason it's so hard in our world is because, my God, we overshare. Holy mother of pearl do we share. We share so much information on all the social medias. uh, And there's almost this unapologetic outlook of not, uh, of, of, um, what do I say? Unapologetic, uh, decision by humanity on social media to pretty much only share the good shit. And I do it too for the most part. I mean, I try, I try and be somewhat balanced, but to be honest, the times that I've wanted to put up something that was not, uh, super positive. Brianna's all bubbly. I, I held off just because I think my intention behind it was uh, more hurtful than uh, I wanted to hurt the people that hurt me. Um, so I didn't do it because that's that's that took precedence over the like, let's show that life is not perfect. But my God, we compare. We get online now and we get on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and we look at other people's world and their website and their successes or however they're marketing their self and and my God, it's so hard. It's so hard now not to. And that's the point that I made up, up top, that we have so much access to other people's information, but it's other people's highlight reels, guys. I read this article, and I'll include it in the show notes, but I read this article um, by Thought Catalog or on Thought Catalog. I don't know if Thought Catalog is a blog, but um, and it was called This Is How We Date Now. And it's it was interesting, but I think it's it was interesting in terms of dating, but I think it's pretty valuable in terms of um, how we interact with humans in general, not even in a romantic sense, because it's we have so much in access to new people that we just kind of, you know, upgrade immediately when something isn't working and and we compare. And even if something is going right in our life, rather than kind of living in it and being present in it, we have to share it with others so that, you know, they know that we're happy. And it's just, oh God, it's hard. I have I have had to 
peel back immensely the amount of time that I spend on all social media. To be honest, I'm just kind of getting bored by a lot of it. Um, for whatever reason, I still like Instagram, but <laughs> I'm getting bored by so much of it. I mean, part, partly what I do, uh, you know, in the entertainment biz, you got to do it. And I like having the interaction. I like sharing stuff, but I, I spending a lot of time on it without even meaning to, because that's what they get you to do. But I was spending a lot of time on it and I was inherently comparing other people's lives or choices or successes that I saw on there to my own. And I felt crummy about it. And I went on like a, a purge one day, one month. I just got off Facebook. I just was like, I'm not on Facebook. And now I do um, an idea that actually my friend Renee uh, told me about from a book she read, but it's basically social media office hours. So I get on it like uh, two times a day, maybe three if something really intense is going on or I really, you know, someone's going to contact me, maybe three, but I get on it, just check in and get the if off. Um, and I move on with my day. And that way when I'm, you know, standing bored, uh, ready to cross at a crosswalk or something, instead of looking down at my phone and seeing what happened on Twitter, getting depressed about, you know, looking at someone else's nude news feed, nude feed. <laughs> I just came up with the best new app. Someone, a nude feed. I guarantee you it's on some porn site, whatever. This is my nude feed, uh, but someone else's news feed or seeing what comes up in my news feed. It's like, it's not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I care what people are doing, but more importantly, I care when I see you and when I get to interact with you and, and, um, when, when, if I'm specifically thinking of someone, then I'll kind of reach out to that person and then find out what their life is and see if I, I can make an actual human interaction with them to, to catch up because that's more valuable anyway. So anyway, that's, uh, so really uh, watch it, watch it, cool whip, watch it, watch it. Watch the amount that you compare yourself because it's so easy now. It's it's a natural thing and it's so much easier than it's ever been. And it's so unfair to you. And I think it just slowly chips away at our self-esteem. It slowly chips away at our happiness. And sometimes it can chip away to, to the point where we get to feeling like, uh, you know, somewhat helpless in terms of our own happiness or, or so far gone because we've just let this stuff chip away at us. And it's not, especially online, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. So, all right, that's the last thing I was going to say. I just want to throw that in there too, just because it's every it's so prevalent, and um, I don't know that it does all that. Uh, it has the most empowering effect on humans. So, okay, that's comparison. That's it. That's it. That's the that's the podcast for this episode. As always, I will. Um, as always, I will put up. <laughs> I, I, I said it twice, but in my head I did it one one time. I did it really differently. Like I did it kind of sarcastically, um, but I don't think it translated. I think it just sounded like I said as always twice on the podcast because you can't see my sarcastic looking face. Um, but I'm going to put show notes up on briannahanson.com for more information and links and ideas. There's lots of stuff on briannahanson.com. Uh, and even though I told you to don't get on the social media all that much, if you do want to get on it every once in a while and apply it however, you can follow me at the Brianna Hansen on the Twitters and on uh, Brianna Hansen on Facebook. I pimp all my stuff on that. And I'm not that great about it because I just, I don't like getting on Facebook because it doesn't make me feel good. But I do it. I do it uh, because because you should. Uh, sometimes. Uh, until, until I don't have to, I'll be doing it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you next episode. Bye.